0: It is a holographic projection. Incomplete, I might add. What you're seeing is a computer-driven image created by photons and force fields. I
1: know what a hologram is, Captain. The
0: question is, why would anyone want to create one of our village? Data, if you were following the children and discovered this ship, It is conceivable I was shot to protect the secret of its existence. Do you expect me to talk?
1: And welcome to episode fifty-three of Do You Expect Us to Talk? I'm your host Becca, and joining me as always are Chris and Dave and Charlie of Films on Wax Fame. How are you guys doing?
2: I'm all right. How are you guys?
3: Very good, thank you. I'm just wildly excited.
2: <laughs> aren't you <we all? laughs> wildly. So not just excited. well, we haven't
3: we haven't been able to talk about you know TV movie of the week <laughs> until this time.
2: Cue the music of TV movie, of you, the movie You know what? It doesn't. It doesn't help. For like, I was, I was when reading IMDb trivia, he even comments on the fact that like, uh, as as like the the, fe- the female um, uh, romantic love interest for Picard as like the guest star <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in a film. It just feels guest like starring. Yeah. So you see, oh, it's almost like they just yeah. This, this is just a fucking TV episode. <laughs>
1: And that's why I'm not a fan of this film. Anyway.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, Becca's later cards on the table early today.
1: We are discussing... Oh, my least favourite movie in the series so far. Star Trek Really?
3: Fucking hell, that's up against some stupid wow. competition.
1: <laughs> dear, dear, It's a shambles. Anyway, this movie stars... <gasps> Patrick Stewart, Jonathan Frakes, Marina Sirtis, Brent Spiner, LeVar Burton the Dawn... Ben Spiner. <laughs> ben Spiner. Ben Spiner is his name. And Anthony ben Spiner. Ben Spiner. <laughs> Score by the wonderful Jerry Goldsmith, the only highlight of this movie. Script by Michael Macapilla and directed by Jonathan Frakes. And released 1998 in the US and 1999 in the UK. Anyway, what do you reckon about this film?
3: You go first, Becca.
1: <laughs> I didn't like it. Um, yeah, it's just. Okay, good night, folks! I <laughs> <laughs> I think the next generation films really suffer badly with being the extended TV shit. episodes. Yeah. Um, some are quite good, as last week's, and I suspect Nemesis <laughs> will be next week as well. Um, and this <laughs> oh, yeah. is just—I remember seeing this at the cinema and sort of then coming out thinking, "Oh yeah, it's amazing!" Or, um, and just watching it again, like you know, it's on Netflix and DVD and everything, and it's just—it's utter load of rubbish. I mean, it's—it's it's one of the most funniest ones for me in the series by is hilarious. Um and you have to rush out and buy any album that you because it's just fantastic. Um but it's just like the pacing is really slow. Um the direction is quite not cinematic enough for me, I don't know. Um you, you know, you've got great people like Ephraim Abraham and Anthony Zerbit and you don't see enough of them to really, you know, get how sort of insidious they are. Um and it's just and the kind of the plot for you know, the actual the title insurrection just seems nonsense score and there's no kind of real threat at any time um, I mean Patrick Stewart is amazing um, I mean direction's kind of adequate I guess but yeah it's more on the par of a, a well subpar TV movie um, for me I think obviously the score is fantastic um, the CGI um, all the scenes in space is like CGI for the first time with no models being used as far as I'm aware um, and the sort of saving factor of this film uh, the score Patrick Stewart and Brett Spiner as far as I'm concerned um, otherwise it's just it's a shambles and yeah, like, I don't know, one out of five or something ridiculous like that. Anyway, that's
3: my two cents. But what would it be out of seven, back?
1: <laughs> <laughs> one. <laughs> no, it would be... would be very low on the score. It's, I had a good laugh, but, yeah, I didn't. I just thought, oh, get, oh you know, get a move on. There's no real sense of urgency or threat. It's just, oh. You really no. don't
3: like slagging films off, do, do you? Because I, just... I, I, I say that only because... <laughs> You've just slaughtered it for three minutes and then summarised at <laughs> a good laugh. <laughs>
2: like, it's just ridiculous, to, you it's know. Well, go with it. Some parts. Uh, just, I think I think Becca means she's had a laugh at it at its, expense. Yeah, its.
1: unintentionally. Some parts are hilarious, um, you really, know, because they are meant to be quite funny. Obviously, we'll discuss the the boob part of it later on. Um, but some parts I find like unintentionally funny, and it was just through like the dialogue and stilted direction, and I was just, you know, it's not meant to be funny, but I just, you know. You I saw nothing the trailer tonight.
3: Yeah, where, time, when, but... where, when, in the first quarter of an hour, you've teased that we're going to be discussing breasts later. <laughs> <laughs> well, so a... I don't need to bother. That sells itself.
1: <laughs> As a teaser, folks, listen. You know, keep listening. There's boobs, but um <laughs> I. I said, yeah, there's a lot of obviously hard work that goes into it, and sort of yeah, I think critical reception. This was mixed at the best of times when it was released, but it's just because I know you know the amount of work that goes into making these films, but I just. So I don't want to be like, oh. But yeah, I didn't enjoy watching this at all. Anyway, what did you what did you think?
2: Uh, my two cents is I think budget had a lot to do with it. I think it seems to me like they were trying to... They couldn't really decide on what, what direction they wanted to go. They just wanted to make like another Star Trek film. And, and then they, I think they just did with the best with the money that they had. Uh, I'm not sure what happened with Freak's direction because... After last week with first contact, he see you know he, he seems to kind of like just play like yeah I'm just gonna shoot like a TV episode. Um, I don't know whether that was just because he just wanted to like be like non fussy kind of style, you know. Uh, but it, it kind of came across like that. Um, and I mean, generally, I, I I don't I don't hate it. As um, I mean, I I don't, I don't think it's especially bad. I just think it's very much just like. Uh, a Star Trek film that will appeal to Star Trek fans. I don't think um, anyone outside the series will kind of take to it um, as <clears throat> as Star Trek fans would. But it's fine. It just, it just feels a bit weak. I think that that's 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 essentially what it is. It just feels very very lightweight, very kind of um, as as Becca is saying, is like the uh, the stakes aren't especially high. I mean, like you know, it, it, I. I I, I, it, you know, I'm struggling, I'm struggling to kind of even think of anything else to say about it, which is kind of like sums it up really. I mean, Dave, what do you it's think? Just a
1: comedian sigh. Well, I,
2: I, what do
3: I think? Yeah. I, I was, I, I it actually. Dave struggling. <laughs> it kind of worried me a little bit earlier on, just because um, when we did the bonds. I mean, I've I'm, I've slacked off a good number of films since we've been doing this podcast, <laughs> but I've also really, really praised several and where films have had problems you know i think back to something like for your eyes only which i really really like but i could have just gone to town and uh, about things like the parrot and margaret thatcher and as a result (laughs) slaughtered the film and i think i was quite fair there and there are so many films we've covered that i like almost without reservation and and that doesn't mean i don't have reservations about the film at all but it means they don't matter enough to harm me liking it. What worries me now with the rest of Star Trek is, even though there's at least one film coming that I like quite a bit, there's nothing I like without serious reservations. And it's been a few weeks since, well, I mean, Star Trek Six was the last one. And again, it's not that I don't have problems with the film, I have problems with that film, but they're problems that just don't matter in the big scheme of things. I, I love the film unreservedly. If you ask me to pick fault, I can, but those faults don't matter. This, this was uh, another very, very poor viewing following on from first contact last week. It, the, the, the standard knock on this is, I mean, you mentioned budget, Chris, Quick, very quickly, 58 million, which isn't massive, but last week was 46. Mm. So within two years, they've whacked like a quarter on the budget again. And I don't know what the fuck they spent it on. Yeah, it, it, it must have been salaries because basically once you've built that like little, you know, set that the the uh, it, Baku it, live it, on,
2: it could be like on rewrites as well because it must have like just been rewritten to mm. fuck. Like the idea, because by all
4: accounts, got... Patrick Stewart had a lot of in, um, input on this on um, on um, finalising the drafts and. It... um, They definitely had a lot of
3: input because they they were asked where they wanted to go at the outset, and at the outset it was we want to do something different from last time. And I kind of feel a little bit like be careful what you wish for, because Mm. I was sat last week watching, you know, action, 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 and I was epically bored and thought it was dumb as shit. Well, this this week they've gone, although there is some action in it, which we'll get to, they've gone a little bit more sort of preachy Star Trek, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I, I think... I listened to the commentary, and all the way through, through Frakes is going, "Well, that—that's Michael Piller's kind of preachiness there." And th- there's several points in in the in the script where they'll say something, and then they just can't resist saying something else to ruin it, making it very preachy Star Trek. Um, I don't understand why this is a film. The biggest knock I can I can give it, apart from the real shitty effects, is that. If this had been a TV episode, which is the standard knock on it, I don't think it would even be a season highlight. If this had been like a season five Star Trek episode, double or single, you either streamlined it down to a single episode or it was a double, I don't think we'd be looking back on it as one of the great ones. I think you're right as well. It's not better than almost any of the double episodes that Star Trek ever did. Uh, And when I look at, you know, Tapestry, The Inner Light, all the ones I talked about in in the original um, intro episode we did, plus, you know, maybe even a couple of dozen more that I could think of if I thought about it, all of them are superior to this. They've pissed away a lot of the sort of character development, particularly with Data. Picard is a little bit more on point this time. Um, But once again... As with last week, they, oh sorry, as with two weeks ago, they've gone a little bit like, here's this plot, and we don't really care. They've done a little bit of a better job in some respects than Generations because they haven't just tried to wow us with a number. We're trying to save two hundred and thirty million people. Oh, that's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it's six hundred people, but they've shown us them. Um, so it's not all bad. It's certainly not an embarrassment, but during watching it. Nemesis, which was a significantly worse received film I was thinking, I can't wait to get to next week because there'll, there'll be more to talk about I I was just a little bit bored by this, I'd be very interested what did you think Charlie, because you, you, you've you never been a hater of this film
4: No, no, I'm kind of half and half and I <clears throat> I see the for the, for the first time um, the whole, this is a TV episode as a good thing because it it felt like a TV episode to me, but it, it did at least feel like something that kind of got back to some of the Star Trek I yeah. do like, and um, particularly then the Next Generation. Um, you're right that they've forgotten how to write the characters, and that there's absolutely no no continuity since the finale of the Next Generation through any of these films. Um, and again, they've they've kind of they've got the basic idea and they'd run with it, but then all these different elements have been put in, and oh, no. I, I was reading earlier that apparently what they did is, um, when they sent the final script out to everyone, they sent one to everyone but Patrick Stewart, because um, oh. they, 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 the they didn't want him to see it first and uh, what, before everyone called? else saw it, and then people people would contact him and say, this is really good, and have him kind of buttered up about it. Because apparently he was a real bugbear, in, and you can tell, because again, it's kind of, it's almost almost like Star Trek V, where it's it's all about the it's all about Kirk there, the director Shatner and his ego. Here it's very much about Patrick Stewart, and it's something you don't normally um, associate with Patrick Stewart, is kind of ego, but it it kind of feels like that here. And I'm pretty sure he's a co-producer on this as, as well, yes. um, and uh, and it just feels like that. And you get Picard the, with the love interest, and Picard with the uh, with the action, even more kind of Bruce Willis this week. Um,
1: gets his guns out again.
4: And again, you've this this need. He wore it even more. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's this need to bring in someone to pretend to be Khan, this Khan analogue. and again it just happens again and again and again it's almost like okay we've got this we've got this story we've got all of the cast in place we've got a script together we've got this evil race what famous actor can we can we do to come in and be the villain who can we have to be a a nemesis pardon the expression for uh for Picard and again it, it doesn't work I mean because uh, that's the, thing, the whole under, underlying thing the whole thing that not not only are they trying to take off these people so they, they're some kind of bullshit federation excuse um but also the, the whole blood feud thing I thought was a really interesting part of it but it's just all the rest of it I mean the, the, the romance stuff is very nice and some of the humors is uh, quite nice as well um but again, yeah, it's just kind of.
2: Do you, Do you think the right actor played the villain? Do you think they should offer it to someone else? Uh, they... You meet Ruffo. Yeah. You, you
4: meet Jeff Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's just it's such an underwritten villain anyway. And
3: um, I think more than that, did you care?
4: Yeah, it's like okay, it's him. He's doing something. He did it okay. He did it with. He was very kind of um, scenery cheering.
0: Um,
4: I don't know what kind of direction he had.
1: Like um, his makeup gets in the way as well, because obviously his face is kind of like stretched. Like, yeah. like Cassandra from Doctor Who.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they I were they were talking during the the again commentaries and all the rest of it about how impressed they were that he could act through the prosthetics, and they were saying that he was saying himself, F. Murray Abraham, how many hours it took because they did yeah, yeah. lay it in line with the muscles in his face so that he could act through it. Uh, and I don't see it. I think it it caused a bit of a mask effect on him.
1: I'd have to say the same. I mean, he's he's a brilliant actor, but I think he is
3: it and he's struggles fantastic. to kind of
1: emote through I'm sure, you know. He,
3: I'm his signature role film, will yeah. yeah I was I was yeah. just about to say he will if he died tomorrow he'll be remembered for playing Salieri in Yeah. In, yeah. In absolutely. That's his signature role and he's fantastic.
4: But again yeah, it's it just, just... They, there's nothing between him and Picard um because this is all a blood feud thing anyway the only thing that that is kind of put together is, is Picard wants to stop him doing his whole thing. Mm. Um I mean, in, when you're talking about the budget and things like that, there was some, they reshot the whole ending for this one. And I think the original ending was potentially better, but they didn't have the ability to be able to carry it off. Um, and
2: uh, so, so we're left with kind of like that kind of death by fire kind of...
4: Yeah, because originally he yeah. was supposed to go into the rings and revert to, uh, uh, to a baby or to, to a younger version of him. And then just kind of revert and revert like a Benjamin Button kind of thing, yeah. And it then ended.
0: go from
4: and then go from there, which is something kind of vaguely interesting and a bit more interesting than kind of blowing up. But they, again, they made it much more of a kind of heroic kind of Picard saves the day and gets rescued by the Enterprise kind of thing.
0: Mm.
4: Um, and and it's just like okay, that's happened. It's all. It's kind of it's, like yeah, they, that's that's. It's, you see it's, the structure. And...
2: It's fairly weak as well. It's like just a whole. Just how it's structured, like they they kind of like. Just stand there for like you know, they, they, neither of them are doing anything as their place is blowing up
3: and it 's a bit like in, then... in quantum of solace when when he chased after whatever his name was at the start of the film, <coughs> and they ended up going around on those ropes yeah ha- uh, that around the scaffolding, had they just been stood on two bits of scaffolding opposite each other and nothing <laughs> else that would have
1: been the same. <laughs>
3: It, I just think it, it's
1: similar, you know, isn't it? It's, it? There's no kind of real it, it, urgency there, is there? I don't it's think it's the
3: fact as well that it's finally these two titans together, they've had nothing to do with each other for most of the film, and it, okay. they get a lot
1: of screen time together. Yeah, as I say, you don't see them together, and that's what I think about you know, you've got somebody a great actor sort of like that, but you don't see him very often. It's like, oh, I
3: yeah. just think on the one hand, you, you look at first contact, and again, be careful what you wish for. I was saying, oh, action, action, here we go. On the one hand, I, I think it's kind. this film is kind of both brave and weak at the same time. Weak in that it doesn't seem to have any great ambition, but brave in that to get a hit like First Contact and then go 180 in the other direction, apart from the last 10 minutes, I think is kind of brave in itself, but it, it is the worst of preachy Star Trek to me.
4: And it's, a, it's, it's very much a, uh, um, a release date maker. Yes. They they made the release date before they made the film, and just said, "Okay, it has to be up from this date. Do whatever you can."
2: Was this like an anniversary release?
4: No, just just just. I oh guess no, just that was that last
2: week. Sorry.
3: Yeah, last week. Was, yeah. Sorry,
2: um, I'm, I'm getting i my. Uh, 30 years.
3: Yeah. I'm yeah. Nah. Although the best thing for the thirty years was you know trials and tribulations.
0: <laughs> <That was laughs> way
3: yeah. better than um, first contact.
1: Trials and tribulations. <laughs>
3: um, the the most the, the thing I the,
4: one thing that I always recall about Insurrection is that when I went to the cinema, it had the Star Wars trailer on it for the Phantom Menace.
1: Oh yeah,
4: and that that's that kind of made me some sub- sub- film. I mean, like Becca said as well that the score is beautiful, and it's a really yes, it wonderful is. score compared to to kind of the the film that it belongs to. Um. And yeah I, t- I mean I don't hate it and i I enjoy I enjoy kind of like some of the gentle parts of it and some of the parts where it at least tries to be thoughtful even though it kind of fails um, because again it's kind of something that kind of it gets missed out from a lot of Star Trek films because again they want to turn it into an action film um, I just
3: I just remember walking out of it. The person I saw it with, and I do remember who I saw it with, um, really liked it and said what made me laugh now. Effects were good as well, weren't they? And I was thinking, <laughs>
0: all right. uh, well, did you watch? <laughs>
3: These did not fucking stand up in 1999, believe me. Um, but I just remember just feeling faintly underwhelmed. I was just, I, I don't really know why I paid to see this. I don't feel cheated out of my money. It was all right. The character interactions were pretty good. <laughs> Um, they spread the load amongst the crew even better than last week, so it has some positives to it. But I, I didn't, I didn't understand. I, I don't know what in this anyone would have got excited about, even if you like it. I don't know who puts this script in, and the execs go, "Oh, that looks cracking." <laughs> I, I just think it, it. My reaction would be, "That's a bit nothing, isn't it?" I think that's Patrick
4: Stewart again. <laughs> Yeah. i think I think, by, I think Yeah, i think Patrick's, he sees himself running around being actiony. he probably got paid a fair bit of money for this yeah um and because of the the successor's first contact as
3: well um he I probably, what this i think what this film needs is for me to do some milf and then beat some bastards.
4: <laughs> yeah so I, 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 I think again they, they did a kiss and
3: they obsessed it out. with his guns <laughs>
0: They did thinking, do a kiss. You know?
3: In fact, they uh, they've left sort of half of it in in the, the last kiss in the film because they filmed a couple, and the second one, half of it's there. They're leaning in to do it, and then it yeah. cuts
1: off. That's something that annoys me as well. I mean, it's just the love interest. I mean, it's you know, it's, fine. it's a lovely story, okay. um, but I just, I it's just it's totally it's unnecessary. Obviously, you have got you know, I can draw in that kind of carrying on from the TV series as well. But for me, I just was like, oh, it's a bit. So you know, unnecessary really, but it was nice though, and it was a nice kind of I just think if you it do way. it,
3: do it properly. Exactly, they, they, exactly. Um, Picard is almost asexual in these things. You know, they, there's a, an episode called Captain's Holiday where he sort of falls for somebody called Vash, uh, yeah. who, who's a bit of a sort of uh, petty thief in some ways. Um, but they, 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 it's almost like they're frightened to go there. You know, they they, they they bottle out each time. They don't want yes, him to come around. Yes, it's something you don't see
1: very often, and when it does, it doesn't kind of reach think, you know proper fruition, does it? And
3: the, the the
4: the most interesting part of the movie is is the beginning, and then which was originally supposed to be the whole plot of the movie. Um, oh yeah. Where, yeah, yeah, where he kind of goes against Data, and it's very... there was
3: originally an idea that Picard would have to kill him, basically. Yeah, exactly, and mm. that, that's, and
2: that's that, basically and that... Apocalypse now, really. But for yeah, yeah, that kind of, yes. uh, uh, kind of... And
3: Chris. It's funny you say that. I don't know if you've read up on this, film. At all. Darkness.
2: But, yeah, but,
3: but, but yeah, uh-huh, the that Heart of it is, Darkness yes. was was in there as an idea. Mm.
4: Yes, yeah. and that and that opening sequence is quite fun, and that's kind of the best part of the film, like the whole kind of opening bit, and then from mm. down here. Um, just reading, Patrick Stewart got paid nine point five million dollars for this film. Out of Ooh. a budget of fifty-eight,
3: that's high. Yeah, yeah. when that's it's just... an ensemble, that's high.
1: That's very high, yeah.
3: You think now if that was a two hundred million dollar film, you could you know quadruple that? Yeah. So yeah, that, that's fairly high. Was
2: it was Patrick Stewart um, like a box office draw? He, I know I know obviously <coughs> in, in TV land, but like he hadn't. Been Professor, uh, Professor I yet, don't think been... I don't
3: think there would be any evidence no. either way. I think it's more the fact, Chris, that they couldn't do it without him.
0: Yeah,
3: it's not so much that like we must have him because he'll add two hundred million to our box office. It's more the fact that you can't, you can't do it without him, with and he knew that. And I, I think that I, I've heard similar about Patrick Stewart. No one really bad mouths him. He always comes off that like he's an okay guy. Uh, And certainly co-stars and guest stars, whereas a few guest stars found like Shatner kind of intimidating. Patrick Stewart's awfully nice. But come the last couple of films, well, I mean, by next week, you've got Brent Spiner writing as well. Mm. Uh, Certainly him and Brent Spiner have almost got too much say by this point.
2: Didn't uh, Brent Spiner actually want to die for this as well?
3: He did. He wanted to die in this one, which, again, would fit with that, you know, heart of darkness idea, you know, terminate with yeah. extreme pre- prejudice as it was in Apocalypse Now. I think that uh, eventually Michael Piller sent him the script with a note on it saying, sorry, kill you next time. <laughs> um, I know and and spoiler alert, they mind. do. And spoiler huh? alert, they do. Well, kinda. While, so, you know. in, in the same way as they killed Spock. Obviously. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if Spock had had like a double sat there all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> um, shall we discuss this film sequentially? This should take about five minutes and we can all we go have over. To? <laughs> <laughs> but to, to be
1: fair, this film is quite, well, one hour 45 or thereabouts, so.
3: Yeah.
1: By, by modern film standards. But it, it doesn't massively
3: say it's welcome, to be fair. I mean, I. I, I <laughs> Charlie pointed out last week, and I don't think I knew this at the time, I I remember thinking space looked shit, space looked really kind of fake, not that I've ever been to space, but my idea of what space (laughs) should look like from films, um, it looked bad, but he he pointed out last time that the (laughs) the ship would be all digital this time, and fuck me, does it look it, Mm. it really does, I must say
1: space looks... More beautiful this time round. Oh, well, like it, it looks like, look like it looks home.
3: animated. It looks animated.
1: It does, but it looks, it's really colourful. Yeah,
3: yeah but yeah but so video yeah. games.
1: Exactly. But uh, is, I mean it just it does look kind of really cartoonish and a bit like OTT. Uh, yeah. Well it could be because they're watching it on new T V maybe <laughs> But and everything's all bright and shiny. I, um, I will say okay. this for
2: the generation films. They do Break away from the uh, the the introduction, you know, the title sequences, you know, where it was just like all space and all music. And he's like, "Fucking hell!" You start the film. Um, they <laughs> they, they, they do try and uh, do something different, you know, but this this one is kind of like again, it just feels very like TV movie of the week. It was like... Yeah, I, ju- I
3: just think they should have put like the, t- the title music to like Quincy or Murder She Wrote over it, <laughs> just to remind you it's on TV. Say elsewhere, anything. It, it I mean, it immediately cuts. Star to, Trek like... it's
2: actually was filmed in front of live studio audience.
3: Yeah, yeah, you just immediately get like this tiny village, which is very, it, it's very set. Like, well, yeah. that's difficult to avoid. But I suppose when you build it all in one go. But you're immediately advertised. Th- this film is just going to be of such a tiny scale. And for all the faults of Nemesis, which we'll get to next week, because even including Into Darkness, I think Nemesis is the most conspicuous um, remake of the Wrath of Khan of all of them, mm-hmm. including mm-hmm. Into Darkness. But having said that, at least like it has a couple of ideas and tries a little bit of scale. Fails it it by possibly. numbers really, not it? But this is this. Yeah, I, I, I just. I keep. I'll keep coming back to this point. Probably, what about this excited anybody? It's I, not that it's terrible. It's what stood out when they handed in the script, and as Charlie can tell us from from reading Pillar's stuff, you know the rewrites and different ideas they went through. They they went through a process to get to this, and it's just bland.
2: I, I, I'm I'm not being funny. I mean I remember i remember this film coming out and i obviously i didn't go and watch it i didn't even watch first content. obviously obviously <laughs> no no well yeah well, obviously but you know e- even like without even watching it like just seeing a trailer or just seeing like a few stills and magazines or clips on tv it's like that looks really boring Like that, that, you know I, I, obviously they, they seem to like sort of gone gone down a peg or two from like uh um, first contact, where it was action, action, but but even even now I was thinking, okay, but this just seems like a like kind of like a boring Star Trek film. Why would why I want to go and watch that? Uh, and and that's that's like that's a, as a non fan, you know. And even then, I remember I remember thinking that as you know, as it you know as it was being like advertised. So I I I, I don't know. So I don't know where I'm going with this, but. <laughs> All, 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 all I'm saying is, I think even even like at the time, I think people still thought, "Oh, this is going to be a bit boring, isn't it?"
3: Well, I I remember that the one of the first things I thought. I mean, I've started prepping Nemesis tonight, and I don't want to give too much away about it. I've just started watching one of the commentaries, and frankly, it was Rick Berman, and he hasn't got an awful lot to say, so there won't be a huge amount from that. But there were two things I noticed immediately. Um, firstly, although it's CG and doesn't have a wonderful colour palette, it's far too green, that film. Mm. The ship and space does look more, quote-unquote, real than this. They have got a lot further in four years with an incrementally lar- larger budget. Um, the second thing is, by then, the actors are starting to look too old. It's a bit Star Trek six that I'm looking at it and thinking, yeah, they've now had their day. But I have to say, one of the first things I noticed in this film was... Uh, Data is invisible and yeah. he takes off his helmet to reveal his head and neck. And my first thought when I saw this on the big screen was, uh, yeah, he's too old now. Very slightly, <laughs> but he's, too, he's yeah. too, he is too old to be playing Data now. The Android he still does a good job, but he's too old. Yeah, I think so. I think it's noticeable. It's its less so on the small screen, not because we don't have the resolution now, but we just don't have the scale. I mean, obviously you watch it on a 30-foot you know, cinema screen. You can see so much more, and I, I just—I remember it being my first thought. Everybody else kind of looks all right in this. Ex- well, we'll get to Riker in a minute. But um, uh, most most of them look all right in this. And uh, his beard on. Well, we'll get to Riker in a minute. But Prince <laughs> Winer, and and he was starting to Riker's say, "He's just got a massive
2: of... hard on for that entire thing."
3: Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> it was kind of a premature hard on when we get to the detail in a minute. <laughs> To witness later as we discuss, Jonathan Frakes' erection. <laughs> um, it's, uh... That should have been its
2: Star Trek erection. His, <laughs> erection. Okay, <laughs> um, his erection.
3: So yeah, I mean that was my first thought with it. It's not a bad sequence. It, it's all right, um, and I think you're right, Chris. It's probably the best sequence in the film.
2: I I I, I don't know. I mean, like it, you know, it, it does feel very. I, again, video gamey. Like you see, like a bunch of like visible people running around, like jumping around, and people. Are, it, it, I, I don't know. It 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 does doesn't look like it does look very cheap, should we say?
3: And again, they they're covering old ground because there there, are, there is a there is an episode called First Contact as well as a film, and, and there are various episodes where you know they try mm. to hide from certain people and 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 they're you know. They're sort of, because when they make first contact generally, and this is kind of hinted at here, although this isn't truly a first contact story because they're a warp capable civilization transplanted from somewhere else. Mm. But the one bit that holds true is they tend to sort of go around undetected for a while just to sort of see if the the society are ready and, and how best to sort of broach it. Um, and there is a TV episode where they try that and it sort of goes wrong. But, yeah, th- there's nothing new here as well.
2: I, I, I guess it just doesn't grab you either. I, you think of like an opening of a film, you, know, you think about, right, this has to like grab the audience as a hook and get them straight into the story, making them like think, oh, my mm-hmm. God, what's going to happen next? And it kind of just doesn't. You're just kind of like, oh, OK, there's a, there's a nice village. Yeah.
3: I think they almost and, uh, should have gone the Colombo route where we know what the mystery is. Because um, I, I would have been much more invested, actually, almost counterintuitively, I would have been more invested had I understood why Data was going apeshit. Yeah. Because watching it in a vacuum as we are, we're looking at a society we've never seen. The only person we've seen ever there is Data himself. And it just looks like he's malfunctioning.
1: Yeah there's very little kind of backstory isn't there he just looks like he's going berserk and
3: it's like oh okay and whilst the score is lovely uh, again it's welcome to our new big screen outing diddle, diddle, diddle. you know it's <laughs> it, 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 it's not the best way to open your film as beautiful as it is yeah
1: No, I mean it, it looks beautiful and it's kind of you know that, that kind of scene is quite idyllic it's quite relaxing you know Relaxing,
3: exactly. <laughs> we're there to see our new action, adventure, yeah. sci-fi film. This is relaxing, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know, we people literally
1: falling kind of...
2: asleep at the cinema. Like, like... It's literally.
1: Well, I think Marina Sirtis was said to have fallen asleep yeah. at the premiere of this film. Better.
2: Yeah, but she um, she slags every film, every every
4: film she does. She slags off afterwards. She's <laughs> done that with pretty much all of the Star Trek films. Which is ironic because yeah. she shit in all of them. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think I think the opening works because. Because, yeah, it's again, it's this different approach that they've taken and um, because it is trying to establish this very small, very quiet, kind of quaint kind of place um, because of all the kind of the childlike nature of it all. I think that theme works very well and then immediately it kind of gets darker when data starts to do his thing. It's kind of interrupted. I think it works well in that way. Um,
3: Yeah, I don't think we're convinced. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I see the point, and and in some respects, had this gone on to be a great film, I'd be looking back at this and going, "How brave to try and start with something a bit different." Yeah, I, I think it's fact the fact that the end result came out a bit bland and underwhelming, that you then go back and like retrofit it to the start that you watch the start and go, "Well, of course, this is going to be underwhelming, with nothing." <laughs> Where do we go from here anyway the data loses his shit don't we go straight back to the ship with a uh, uh, a diplomatic yeah. mission with this,
4: and again this um this scene actually goes out of its way to mention something that just still um that we talked about last week um which still amazes me where they're being sent to something because of all the um the
3: uh, are you trying to say because the, the federation's negotiations,
4: a bit desperate because of all these negotiations with the dominion? And again, it's like send in the fucking enterprise, Jesus. Again, it's the flagship, it's the most experienced captain, and it's all this. Mm-hmm. And it's like,
2: what and saying, and they're, they're saying, Oh, yeah, the federation is trying to get us to put up bushfires. It, isn't that um, kind of teasing fans mentioning dominion in, 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 the, in the field? The, oh, yeah. come on, please, you know, let's have. That's Picard like versus the Dominion. You yeah, know, come on. Yeah.
3: Maybe. I mean, this would have been during the final season of um, of Deep Space Nine. This would have been released. It does. I mean, it, it, the the only crossover, of course, is that we are kind of teased that they are making diplomatic entreaties to to species they may not have bothered with before, simply because they need all the allies they can get.
4: Yeah, but they're sending Picard and, and they're off to... Uh, um...
3: I thought the humour was a little bit crowbarred in here. Again, every time the Next Generation crew want to be funny, they put Marina Sirtis next to the person being <laughs> funny to react. <laughs> and this is supposed to be hilarious that he's got to put something on his head and dance with a munter later. And that they're vegetarian. It's not that funny. <laughs> they're the that they're vegetarian What's on there. Wow,
4: doesn't doesn't anybody remember when we used the explorers?
3: Which is a nice line, but it's like, oh my god, they're vegetarian. Well, it's not like now where you've been in the kitchen for five hours, you've got replicators. (laughs) It's not a problem. You just go, well, fuck that. Then give us some chrysanthemums. It's not that big.
1: No, it's like a big deal, but it's not really a big deal. Skip
2: the fish course. I mean,
4: credit to, credit to, Picard, um, to Patrick Stewart that he does pull all that off. Oh, he's great. He's he really does, especially yeah. that Chris yeah. line. That's a, which is um, yeah.
0: He pulls I, that I off rude, rude, as, far as
3: to say, <laughs> I think despite the more grandstanding last week and the more emotional stakes for him next week, I actually think this is his best performance in any of the four films. Hmm. I think it's a really sort of balanced, nice portrayal. Um, I, I, I do like him in this film a lot. So anyway, yeah, yeah um, no,
2: I I'd go with that actually. To be fair and in, in, honestly, but so then he gets, a, he gets a
3: he gets a, he gets a he gets a video message from Milton Crest.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, it yeah, Milton <laughs> Crest. Isn't it, isn't it kind of funny that like almost exactly the same thing happens to him as well? <laughs> like yeah. it to, like <laughs> yeah. It's so similar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got Celieri and Milton Crest.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, playing like a slightly more sympathetic villain. I, I guess it's like someone who's been.
3: Did you ever doubt he was the villain, though?
2: No, he's, he's not the villain, though, is he? You know, he's,
3: he's... No, but did you ever doubt he was? Um, he had certainly nefarious ideas.
2: Yeah, I'd I, I say he's more someone who is like be, you can tell he's being played, or he's being like. Uh... Yeah, he's he's being, he's been sort of a played, or kind of like. He has some sort of moral sense that like what he's doing is wrong, so you know he's not bad, bad, bad. He's just again, like he's just like working with the bad guys, kind of like. In... Can, can, okay. yeah.
4: Sorry, it was it was sorry. No, it, it was all in the trailers as well. The hot because the, cause they made a big thing in the trailers about the uh that if if a, a court martial is the only way for this to be, um, for this to be noticed, I welcome it, Admiral. And the how many people is it, how many people makes it right, and that kind of thing. So they'd already kind of telegraphed that by putting that all in the trailer already. So, so you, unless you kind of went without missing the trailer, then in which case you would have already noticed straight away that he was pretty much the. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the, which was just yeah. So there's this even going into the film, um, there's there's no mystery because you've already seen the bits of the uh, yeah we. The, the,
2: you know who the bad guy is anyway, don't you? And you say, okay, well, he's 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 with um, you know stretchy face. So obviously he's kind of like dealing with him, but mostly. Well, yeah.
3: Sounds like a Star Wars figure. It's just the fact that um, if you're aging and you're desperate to stay young and all the rest of it, that procedure is flawless. You look amazing after you've had that done. <laughs> <laughs> and all the, all the, the creepy girls in uh, Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, they, they basically Rivers get... by
1: the end of it, like Rrr.
3: so they they get a report that basically data's gone crazy, eight bonkers with his drill and sex.
1: That's it.
3: Yeah, what do we think of the whole recovering data sequence?
2: It's a bit odd, isn't it? It'd be like, it's, it's a bit weird. It's essentially, got this big. App... It's almost like an action sequence with war from car chasing data. And
4: it used to turn into a bit of a sing-song. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very TNG. Whether yes. that's a good thing or a bad thing. because, because
1: amazing tubes.
4: One thing, one thing that TNG used to love to do was be cultural and show that the, the, the crew, particularly Picard, um, and Data through his whole learning to be a human type deal, that um, they were very, very culturally um,
3: acquainted. Well, he was kind of his drama critic, wasn't he?
4: Yeah, so he had them doing all the kind of the drama and stuff and all the holodeck stuff. All yeah, all the Data novels, would go onto
3: kind of the holodeck like and do, like, a scene from a, a maybe Shakespeare, maybe, I can't remember now, probably Shakespeare. Yeah. And Picard would be off to the side and they would freeze the programme and Picard would talk to him about how to approach it, given he has yeah. no emotions. And
4: they're always, always putting on plays and um, well, but,
3: uh, concerts. Quite, yeah, Riker would quite often um, play the trumpet. trumpet in like a, a small, you know, a quartet or something. Yeah. Always in 10 forward. you think think some, somewhere that side would have its own theatre. <coughs> probably. Not less rock up in the pub. <laughs> but yeah. Um,
4: yeah, so so it kind of... And I guess I love... I, I like the moment i think it, it's quite interesting to see that versus the kind of the, the typical way they kind of do these kind of action sequences and the the line it gets from Worf is always the, i think there's a, there's a few scenes in the film and where wharf michael dawn's kind of performance is, is really funny and
3: doesn't uh He's great. He's so deadpan. It's really good. I I actually really like this sequence. I've heard it argued that it kills all kind of tension and all the rest of it. And I think all of that might be true. Mm. But they're also good in it. I mean, uh, Patrick Stewart's playing it kind of stoic but enthusiastic because he's got to sing it with enthusiasm. You've got Worf just shaking his head and just going, oh, no, 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 no. And you've got Dixie who's not in his right mind anyway, giving it fucking like... Punching the air as he's singing it. I think it's really good.
2: <laughs> I I, I love how like the Picard goes like, "Go on, Wolf, join in." He's like, <laughs> Worf's like halfheartedly, kind of like not knowing any of the words, going, um, <laughs> trying to sing and he, along.
4: And even when the um, when he says when he, um, when, he when he says um, prepare the docking clamps, you see Worf just quickly sigh oh, yeah. and then get up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it's yeah, of... I think it's great, and I, I think Ma- yeah. Michael Dawn is, I mean, we talk about F. Murray Abraham and how, as good as he is, he struggles to act through the, the layers of makeup. Now, whether it's because Michael Dawn they'd worked with him day in, day out for years, mm. so perhaps they subtly, over time, had found the best ways, but I think he's able to act through the makeup extremely well, and I think he's one of the more accomplished actors in the cast.
2: Plus, he has more experience with it as well. He'd have been working behind just, that makeup all the makeup time. Not just role as well. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: but I, I do, I do like a lot of with the with the kind of like remote thing that that's meant to turn data off and it doesn't work. Just... Yeah. But Does this is it... sorry.
4: Have Have we had other actors previously complain about makeup? Like when you have.
2: Um, well, they all do, don't they? Whenever they do like superhero stuff or like.
4: Yeah, but I mean, just in Star in Star Trek particularly, I was just wondering because um, cause it's it's kind of thing where you 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 either hear them complain about or you hear like they um it enhances their performance if they're playing a villain because it's so annoying, or kind of because like Christopher I've, Lloyd. I've
3: never heard very much either way, and certainly the people who do it week in week out, hmm. I don't recall yet like the Michael Dawn's giving it Christ three o'clock in the morning starts and 10 at night finishes. I think those who make their peace with it never complain. And a lot of of the people in this world who don't get on with it, they either stop doing it or they get so big that, well, I'm thinking of Jennifer Lawrence here in that you look at the last X-Men film and she so clearly didn't want to wear the blue makeup and she's, she's big enough to say, fuck it. I'm not wearing it or I'm not wearing it very much.
4: Yeah. Um, oh yeah, nice.
3: No, I, I um, F. Murray Abraham, the one thing I did read is he had a fantastic time. He loved this. And every day would start with him telling a joke. Literally every day. It was silence everyone. It's time for Murray's joke. And he said he had the time of his life.
4: I guess that's the thing. If if you're someone like that, you don't necessarily get to always do those kind of roles because I mean because of his um nature as an actor it kind of reminds me of how ben kingsley used to be um where you kind of see those kind of actors in these kind of roles whether there's something like shakespeare or something like gandhi or something like that or with abraham where he did amadeus and then these kind of big serious kind of oscar winning films and all this kind of thing um and kind of maybe people see them see star trek as too lowbrow kind of entertainment um, so probably a lot of them don't do it when it's they would kind of probably have a lot of fun like he did because it is something completely different.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, you, certainly from the things I've read of what he had to say, it, it, I tend to think like if you're an actor and you don't want to do franchises, or you you do look down your nose at stuff like this, that's absolutely fine. I don't have a problem with that. Don't do it. I think the worst thing is is where actors do sort of lower themselves to it and f- and you can so see they are. Uh, and what I like about F. Murray Abraham in this and, and lots of other actors like him um, is when they actually just throw themselves in and say, no, I signed for this, so I want to do it and I want to enjoy it. But I don't think he's a fantastic villain, I have to say. But no. they do get data back. I do like it when <clears throat> they've got him... Um, They've basically got him sort of restrained on the ship, and they wake him up. Mm. And it's what's the last thing you remember, Data? Oh yeah, <laughs> that is funny and
4: very logical. Oh yeah, he just yeah. because of because of how he is. Yeah, yeah. I'm
3: trying to remember. He makes a joke, doesn't he? About um, he says about he he appears to be messing some memory. Everyone. Yeah. Oh, um, and, and oh, D- uh, um Geordi just holds them out. In front yeah. yeah. Oh, there yeah, they oh, are. are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, at this point, it's absolutely fine. But for some reason, they, they need to find out. They, they they are told to leave. And uh, Milton Crest is being extremely fucking um, shifty.
2: I'm just going to call him Milton Crest at i Milton yeah. Crest
3: from now on. Because uh, he is playing he basically roles, the same character. It's, it's, it's he's, one attempt, he, he's one attempted rape on Talisa Soto away from the same fucking character. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it, it's... Um,
2: yeah, he's he's, but, but, he's 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 less scumbaggy, I suppose, in this. Then of his nicer villain roles. If that makes sense, he, he's more shifty and and less scumbaggy. <laughs> yeah, I don't.
3: It? You don't imagine in his spare time he's snorting, you know, no. coke, coke or something. No, you don't. Um, I I just can I just I want to just see how you guys read this because skipping forward a little bit of a spoiler alert here to the end of the film or towards the end of the film. Um, the point is made to Riker and Troy that the planet didn't cause any feelings, it just brought them out. But when the film starts and he sat there talking to her and she's just sort of rubbing his neck and shoulders, yeah, it kind of looks like they're back together. So yeah. is that the first time they've touched each other since all those years before? He walks in... Uh, Later to say he needs counselling He basically walks in and says I'm horny (laughs) He bounces in pretty much doesn't he 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 nearly fucking pole vaults in Um, And (laughs) She kisses him And and she goes oh I've never kissed you without a beard And I'm thinking hang on a minute They seem like they're in the midst of a full on romance Yeah. But we've just seen The first time they've kissed each other in years The kissing with the beard thing is Not true actually but that doesn't matter That's a continuity thing Um, But it's just like Okay, I'm a bit confused because the film really sets up as though they're back together and have been for a while. Um, but then dialogue, drop dialogue suggests that it's something to do with the planet and the regenerative effects. Yeah. But they've only really just got there, and it takes a while for that to kick in. So I'm a little bit lost as to what this relationship was, if anything, when the film started. I
1: I kind of take it to read as if they were back together again, but then... Yeah, I'm like, but just hmm, not kissing confused.
3: or touching each other.
1: No, bizarrely, <laughs> but yeah, I was a little it's bit confused by it do. as well. I
2: was like, oh, okay. No, it's it's then, the it's then. the effects of the plants for me. I mean, like, I mean, I, I don't think it's done very well. Um,
3: to, <laughs> so to when he I, I sat at that console and she stood beside him, yeah, and
2: she's like, and, and, and like, she's
3: sort of touching his neck yeah. and shoulders. We could take that to be the first time that's happened in years. Yeah, it's just the film doesn't. Yeah, it very well.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I, I, I think you know from a first-time viewer's perspective, you would think you'd assume that, Dave. You go, oh, oh, yeah. But watching it a second time round, it's like, oh well, clearly that's the first. That's the first instance of the planet having an effect on.
3: And he's a bit taken by surprise. Yeah,
2: because it's fake. It's 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 very casual.
3: if that's all that's happened, right? If someone I dated years ago, but we'd worked together for years since, with no hint of romance at all. Just touched my sort of shoulder or neck as we were talking. I'm not sure I'd walk into a con- <laughs> quarters later that day saying I need sexy cancelling. Yeah, I'd be, right. <laughs> be straight to HR. Kind of <laughs> yeah, complain, excuse me,
1: yeah, yeah. Don't,
3: don't kill the golden goose, Charlie. <laughs> 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 anyway, let's think before we act here. <laughs>
2: no but it's, it's it's very natural it's like I don't I'm not even sure that uh, Troy's even aware that she's doing it almost it's like just feels like you know like familiar territory she's
3: I, I... got a little knowing grin on her face that's oh, actually okay. quite well acted. um but now I look at it and I only really got to it today I think we do see the rekindling of the romance but it's played so naturally we think it's been going on since before the film so yeah. when they kiss each other it's like well, well that's the first time you've kissed you're in the bath together in about five minutes. What's going on? <laughs> Actually, there's, there's one interesting thing that really
4: stood out at this, this kind of juncture, um, that, that kind of has, has like a while now. Um, whenever I've seen it is that she uses the word downloaded. Right. And looking at this film and when it came out, where it kind of was around the time that the internet really kind of hit big. Yeah.
3: Um,
4: it kind of really just kind of kind of stood out as, as a kind of really interesting word to use um, I mean I'm not sure if it was ever used on the, during the series at all um, but it's, cause its such it's such a normal word now
3: i I don't know actually I really don't I, I, I don't what context was it used in because
4: she says we've just because she says I've just downloaded all the files on the uh, the duckblind mission. Because they have to get them all before they go into the briar patch, because of all the communication issues and and such.
2: Well, maybe may, maybe that's a fun fact.
4: Because I remember having to download. It's a fun fact to I, remember, soon. I remember downloading the trailer, um, and it was on dial-up. It was tiny resolution, literally like um, two hundred and fifty by two hundred and fifty pixels. <laughs> tiny little <laughs> QuickTime, um, the video. Um, Such an I ironic think, name for I it,
3: think, given it took a week to download. <laughs> Quick time. Quick time.
4: Um, and obviously, the, the, with around the same time, the Star, Star Wars trailer as well, and that kind of blowing up. Quick time as well, because they made a deal with them or something to uh, to use QuickTime for that, um, which I was reading, I was reading, which is kind of more interesting than this film, really. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just kind of an interesting kind of cultural... Um, Reflection really for me, and
3: something that's just always kind of stood out. Yeah, I've got no answer to it because I can't readily remember if it was used, to, if it was in common parlance in any way back then. Um, I guess we ought to get to the thrill fest that is the Baku. Yes. yes. Oh, this is fucking exciting, isn't it? <laughs> they go down because date has caused a bit of a scene and they need to reassure the kid. Now, the first thing that could, that, right, we later find out. Uh, is it Anish or Ange? I can't remember Anige. her name. Annie, I'm going to call her. Um, who, <laughs> the only other thing, Ange. The only other thing thing <laughs> I've ever seen her in is Spider Man Two is Mrs. Doc Ock. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. She's got the glass in her eye. The glass in the face. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think she's actually quite well cast because she's got kind of a peaceful air about her. The actress yeah. was about forty. Looks very serene, doesn't she? But kind of could be older and younger. <laughs> she's got kind of a bit of a timeless quality to her. Hmm. Uh, and I think she's
2: a bit kind of a milf.
3: It's and she's themselves. a real milf and it worries me I'm now about her age <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah.
3: in this. Um, it just, when he says later on he says I've always liked older women and I'm thinking you're about yeah. 58 at this point I would have <laughs> loved you. him to like, finish the film with like four <laughs> or <Something. laughs> Like, well you said you liked older women there you go <laughs> um, but the thing is right she, later on she reveals she's about 300 mm. And they all say that they were a bit older when they got there. So if we assume they were like 50 or 60 when they arrived, they've been there 250 years and they're all like young and fertile. How are they still only 600 people? They should be thousands of inbred fucking nutcases by now.
4: <laughs> Maybe after the, uh, after the, the well, other ones separated like- that they decided no more kids <laughs> it's a bad
3: thing well, i mean they've got like a 10 year old there haven't they or something or whatever oh is. yeah i'm
4: kind of it's it's interesting where they go on about how they used to have technology and all that but how they kind of regressed what their society was like not just kind of with the people but also kind of architecture and things like that and technology before yeah. that and and how they went because it's it's very interesting to go backwards
3: Well, I I can understand the idea of, like, let's um, – it's almost Amish, you know, let's eschew technology to a degree. So I can understand that they're like, we don't want weapons, we don't need, you know, uh, travel in that regard because we found where we're belonging. But when you're talking about great archi- art and architecture and you're living in fucking mud huts, I'm thinking, well, what danger would a nice bit of architecture have had? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. If, if it was like, like the, the, the
4: usual kind of giant silver skyscrapers and, and warp ships and all this
3: kind of thing, and what, has it all gone in that lake? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They, they, they got there somehow and immediately looking hid everything. I don't know. Well, there you go. It is what it is, I guess. But none of this massively interests me at all. They basically go to this... uh, uh, When we get there, it just appears to be a normal sort of agrarian society. You know, they're farmers and, and traders. You know, it's just a small little... Not even a town, just a little village. And that's really all we know, except they don't really seem to know technology. Now... What confuses me is this is meant to be some kind of first contact mission, but as far as they know, they're not warp enabled, which is not how that works. I'm a bit confused as to why everybody but the Admiral thinks they're there.
1: No, I, f- I found it a bit confusing as well. I was like, hmm, okay.
3: But they go down there to Is it or picks. is it
1: deliberately? I don't know.
3: So, yeah. It's um, one of those
1: ones where you can't look too closely again.
3: Picard is very, very taken with. <coughs>
1: I'll just call it Ange well, I, guess with, out,
3: I guess it, well, it must have, It must have started with
4: rafo I keep wanting to say Rufio <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> um,
4: went to uh, I guess went to the Federation or went to someone dodgy who knew that he was dodgy and said look there's this planet
3: these people on there should be there yeah but that's not common knowledge is it it, it basically oh no no it's one admiral. So it's all a bit confusing. But yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So we've been formally introduced to a society we care nothing about whatsoever. And they're sticking around to try and work out why data went bananas. Mm. And they they basically retrace his steps uh, from the last thing he remembers, and they find a hollow ship. And the hollow ship was to have... Basically taken them off the planet and resettled them somewhere else without knowing, and we're all thrilled, aren't we?
1: Fascinated.
2: Indeed. Sure do. Well, yeah, the White River rafting for a bit, um, and they have like a a bit of a laser gun fight.
3: Yeah, brilliant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> by, by this point, everybody, we are all gripped to the edge of our seats, aren't we?
3: I think the next thing no, we I see was. is Pic- Picard has a bit of a dance. Yeah, <laughs> really. oh, we, find out, we find out they used, to, they used to find. We find out they used to have the technology because he starts explaining to her what a hologram is, and she says, "I'm well aware of what a hologram is."
0: Yeah,
1: I think they they have technology, but they've kind of
3: isn't it really yeah, later exactly. on
1: they they rejected it or they decided not to take it up into their everyday
2: lives. So they're basically Amish. Yeah, oh. that's true. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Yeah,
3: pretty uh, much. Only way hotter. <laughs> uh, and, um, and there was a no large
4: a line earlier
3: about um, Picard man wasn't there, from
1: Beverly? Was oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah when, say they, when they say he had to dance with the... Uh... I want to see that dance. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm a bit sad that that scene was cut from the film. I'd rather see <laughs> I that
3: than this one. All, but... Yeah, now, I worried when we started recording this because we haven't even got to the plot. We've got to the teaser for the main plot. Right, because we found the hollow ship, and now we need to know why. And I've lost interest already. <laughs> Something about dancing, and how old are you? And I like older women.
1: I think that just shows, doesn't it? I and mean, you're a
3: bit of a milf.
1: It's just, it just sums it up as a whole. I think. I mean, yeah, there's obviously budgeting reasons, um, and script reasons, and whatever else about this film. But it's just like. There's very little to keep people. the highest budget
3: they've ever had contract. Not fulfillment. to say it's a big budget, but it's the biggest budget they've ever had. Sure, And that's probably to accommodate Patrick Stewart. Yeah, it's he nine 50. million. Yeah, but I even know, if it was pound I, yeah. for pound the same as first contact, you can. Do you know what I mean?
4: True, because he, yes,
2: I
3: he think got paid five million for first
4: contact.
2: You think it was just a, just a botched job in production, really? Like they just. Like kept reshooting and went over over budget so what was left wasn't particularly very good looking. I
3: don't know. <laughs> <sighs> so, Does it really matter? I don't know. So basically they find out that um they we go on to sort of find out that she's a lot they're all a lot older than they look. They've actually, like Charlie said, sort of almost regressed in technology. They were a warp capable society who were a bit older than they appear now. They've been there 250 mm. years or whatever, mm. and we find out that basically they were going to be relocated because that thing regenerates. Geordie's eyes regenerate. Uh, Patrick Stewart, I don't know, <laughs> looks exactly the same. He looks, looks, B-
2: B- looks in America, whoa, I'm younger. <laughs> oh, my God, I look exactly the same. Something he doesn't get any more different. hair or anything like that, does he?
1: I don't
2: know. Uh, I, I think don't he know. was born bald, wasn't he?
3: it Walker's has a spot on his nose when he said at the end of the film he said i've got 318 days shore leave i just imagine him turn, turning back up on the ship look you know with a full head of hair looking about 18 going oh, shagged her all year <laughs> <laughs> who are you <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
3: yeah so so they are rafo or whatever the fuck he's called rufio or... yeah not rufio, rufio. how <laughs> Yeah, Salieri basically. They want the planet. Yeah, and and Picard's like, this is not on. And we get that speech from the trailer about how many people does it have to be before it's wrong? Because they're saying, look, we can cure and help millions with the regenerative properties of this, billions in fact, and there's 600 people there, Hmm. which actually is a pretty good argument. (laughs) Although, why you've got to move 600 people in order to. Surely you could just have it as a tourist destination.
1: <laughs> Health tourism.
2: Well, yeah. you you would think. I mean, I imagine it would be the. Uh, the uh, I could like the idea to make money off it, so they have to uh, essentially steal it to kind of profit uh, gain profit from it. I think that wouldn't that be like a? Well, I don't know, money doesn't exist in the well, it's, Federation, it's, does it's,
4: it? It's all because of him, isn't it? It's all revenge. Yeah.
3: Well, they they want to. Yeah, they're aging and they. Um, yeah,
4: they're they're pissed off because they got kicked out.
3: Yeah, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, is uh... like, I want to be a milf too. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but why
2: why why can't they just like sort of just slightly return to the other side of the planet? And it's just... a planet. <laughs> just go
3: to the other side. Live on a different continent. This is the, there's six hundred people there. Do you imagine if Earth had six hundred people on it? It's like best move them to make some room. <laughs> This is fucking, <laughs> This is shite. And, and basically, Picard might as well have his dick hanging out. He is so, like, he's so flirty and, oh, God. And that is effectively the entire plot, because it's all set up until they basically try and remove them forcibly.
2: Well, you've got Greg Henry as the other kind of stretchy face guy. Mm. Who, who's, who's a little bit regretful and kind of wants to go back because he's got, like, you know... Uh, he's his, got ties, hasn't he? Yeah, he's still got, like, you know, his, his mother or something <laughs> down there. Mm. Uh, yeah. Sister or something that we don't even get introduced to. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've got to admit, I just passed out. I I I, I stopped paying attention to this film. <laughs>
3: I certainly oh, did when we got to all the action bollocks at the end because it was just fucking pointless and who cares.
2: Well, it wasn't very um... well done action, though. Really No, it
3: wasn't at all. I I really lost the plot with it, and uh, certainly as the film went on, um, the admiral Dougherty he is tries to um reassert his authority, and Rafo kills him. Um, and even that was just a bit. All right then. Um, and, look, and... and then there's there's a. But
2: here's quote, the thing I'm with quote... Raffo: can you really buy him being like that hard? At, you know, at throwing like a guy about and stuff like, and 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 shit like that.
3: Yeah, he can't smile without his head fucking bleeding. The guy's in <laughs> yeah. the part.
2: And like, when it, when, it, when he upsets he bit he 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 lets out this this really sort of whimpering kind of cry, like <laughs> most like a newborn baby almost just going Wah. Yeah, it doesn't sound
1: very sort of convincing, does it? It's more kind of more of you know, or Come
3: Yeah, on, basically you know. it, it was your reaction when you found out that guy worked for Atos. I didn't know. <laughs> 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 it's exactly the same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
3: it is obviously Amber Doughty said to him we're going to get down there and see about their fitness for work
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. and I worried before we did the podcast because I am running out of things to say
2: well let's talk about um, Riker and Troy's uh, bubble bath and uh, that Gosh. whole thing um, so I
3: don't I- quite understand why the shave
1: I think, is, is it the first time we see him both with and, like, before and after in the film? And apparently, as, as Before as and he, after he what? Like,
3: having a bubble bath?
1: <laughs> right? having, having a shave, obviously. And I think they um he did it as a react, reaction to kind of lots of female fan letters, you know, saying, please shave off your beard. And he's like, okay, yeah. I'll do it.
3: Then he got hundreds of letters saying, please fucking grab it. <laughs> You look like beard a potato. <laughs> a potato? Oh. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Any female listeners want to kind of vote in? How do you reckon, Z, before or after?
2: (laughs) Oh, definitely with the beard. Come on. No.
4: I think the the funny thing is he has more romantic chemistry with the uh, the trill at the uh, uh, navigation helm than he does with Troy in the actual film. Yeah. Um, Because she's getting really turned on when he's doing all that manual steering column business.
1: Yeah, she loves it.
3: God it looks like he's holding his
1: knob <laughs>
3: uh, uh, that's much all of that's terrible the, 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 uh, none of it looks very good. The other thing is when they go down to the planet right, you know basically Picard takes off his uniform and his, all the rest of it puts on some other clothes thankfully um and heads down to the planet and they all sort of like disturb him on his way out and they say, you know no no what was it no uniform, no orders which i didn't I wasn't yeah. aware of that rule, but fair enough and Data gets a fucking kiss offline again, and I hate it. Oh, it's oh, awful. Because they used to it in trailer as well, and even then, it was awful. How Thanks. does this sell the fucking film? That you're going to give a shit line to somebody who wouldn't say these lines?
4: Has, the thing is, is, has anyone ever said that line in the history of the world in real life? Because I remember in Austin Powers, where Elizabeth Hurley says it, and she sounded awful saying it then as well. In an, in an otherwise pretty decent performance for Elizabeth Hurley. Um, yeah. And it's just one of those lines that's kind of like, has anyone ever actually said this?
3: It doesn't, it's, it's not, it doesn't just go in action films. It goes in fucking mindless, meat-headed ones. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. parody.
2: Remind us what the line is.
3: Um, they get down, they, they find Picard ready to go down to the planet and kick some ass, And they, <laughs> they go to join him, basically. But um, Data says to them, he says, um, bear in mind that the regenerative qualities of the planet may have stimulated rebellious tendencies in us um, common to youth. I'm trying to, I'm delivering it haltingly because I'm struggling to remember it. And then they said, well, except me. And they said, Well, what do you think, then, data? And it's just such a setup line in itself. So that bit's delivered badly. And he says, Saddle up, lock and load. And oh. the only bit it's missing is in cocking <laughs> the fucking gun. Yeah. Because um, that was the one thing that I was really cringing waiting for, and it didn't actually happen.
1: It's um, like sort of you'd expect it to cut co- in Red Dwarf rather than Star Trek. It's
3: poor. Yeah. It's awful. Even though I love
1: Red Dwarf, but never mind.
3: Yeah, but again, it would be Red delivered by Cry. Again, <laughs> it would be delivered yeah. by Crichton exactly. in that alternate universe where he was called Jake Bullet.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs>
4: or Lister in a ridiculous Liverpudlian accent.
1: Yeah, yeah, precisely.
3: Let's get out there and twat it. And
1: twat it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i am been described um, by animal.
3: I hated that line. I hated it Put on first year
1: Cringe, cringe, cringe.
3: And the film's kind of lost me now because the, the, the so-called action sequence basically is them trying to lead people to safety while these sort of remote transporting flying things attach themselves to people.
2: Mm. They, they, they fire like darts that like, teleport them on the ship, don't they?
3: Yeah, and it's really fucking boring. And it, it's just interrupted by Worf's hair growing long. He's also got like zits, or the Klingon <laughs> equivalent of zits. Um,
2: yeah, he's going through puberty and he's very embarrassed by it. He's got like
3: long it. hair and all the rest of it. And you've also got The thing as well, that the preachy nature of this film, this line wasn't preachy, but they couldn't resist putting the bit in on the end. You've got Troy saying to uh, the doctor, have you noticed your boobs are firming up? And she says yes. And then has to add, not that we worry about such things these days or something like that. And it's like, yes, we know you're fucking a perfect society. You don't have to be telling each other that. Um,
1: and then why does you know, to then
3: repeat that line i don't i don't really know because he must know what boobs are and that he's male and doesn't have them no when exactly that, that,
0: that, a... just well,
2: we, we know of, he's got a penis
4: i kind of took it as
3: kind of female sarcasm
4: <laughs> between her and and troy
3: mm. um it's kind of I mean, he says it to like um Worf, i think and Worf's reaction i like the line actually i think it's quite funny
0: yeah,
1: it's, it's a funny line, but
4: it's like, why? It just, oh, yeah. <laughs> right I quite like the line with the. Uh, it is a gorge, and he, and and Riker said, "You can always never do anything small, do you?" <laughs> yeah.
2: I like the
3: fact where he, uh, yeah, he yeah, Picard says it's uh it's puberty, loosely translated, but that hardly does it justice. <laughs> um, oh God. Picard is much more Picard in this film. I know it finishes <laughs> with a stupid action sequence. But I believe this is the same man I watched in the TV show, making the same sort of decisions he would make would have made in the TV show. Um, I do believe he does have a reasonable amount of uh, chemistry with Ange, um, which I know is not how you pronounce her name, but I'm going with it now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, but again, I, I just thought I, I thought of last week with the whole somehow thing because she she slows down time, and um, <laughs> he says, "How are you doing this?" and she says. No more questions, and I'm just thinking the writers may as well have written "Don't know."
1: No, <laughs> we don't know.
3: <laughs> How are you doing this, Dunno? We
1: haven't got a clue.
4: Actually, there's, there's another line as well that Geordie says um, when they're, they're talking about the, uh, the, the when they get attacked, the Enterprise gets attacked and it sets up the, the subspace tower, whatever. And he says, uh, "He says Tum, some techno bubble thing,' and then says." Oh yeah, it's like pulling a zipper across space. <laughs> the kind of I, idiot's guide.
3: Yeah, I yeah, I didn't care about any of this. I I don't think it helped. I've been quite forgiving on poor effects over the years and and over this series. But something about the way they look in this, I just it's not ready. The technology with the budget you have is not ready. I I wish that that subspace tear looks awful. The ship looks awful. Space looks awful. And we've basically got you know uh, Riker playing Horace go skiing. <laughs> uh, it's just like I, I'm a bit. This is he's not literally smiling action. in
2: every single shot, isn't he? Even when he like that that when he, when he comes out and he finds out he, sh- he we find out he sh- he shaved his beard off. He's like, mm, look at my beard, or hmm? youthful now.
3: Even yes. when he walks in and says I need some cancelling I mean, As flirting goes this is just coming off as creepy Take the grin off your face for fuck's sake. Unless you're just grinning Because you're thinking I'm the director And the first thing I got them to put in was me having a naked bath <laughs> 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 Look at this I didn't even have to shave own face either He gets the one swear word there does not he uh, what, He does
4: what what he, gets, uh, he says we're through running from these
3: bastards uh, okay
1: Yeah he gets in the one token swear word
3: what else happens? Oh, <laughs> Ange gets injured.
2: <laughs> Where do you go
3: from here? Ange gets injured. I'm losing her.
2: Yeah, like, she, she basically nearly dies, and it's like, oh no, she's fine.
3: And then time slows down again. Picard's, Just yeah, Picard learning to do that thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, um. Given that he's seen it once, said how to do <laughs> it, she said, don't know, effectively, uh, how he managed to do it, I'm fucking have no idea. I always figured she was doing it and he, just patronising him. Yeah, well, good job, little buddy. <laughs> Again, contract. <laughs> becomes a magician.
2: It's, it's actually more interesting to talk about the film it could have been rather than the film it is.
3: I Yeah, I mean, I, I had problems with the scripts both of the last two weeks, but like I say, this, this is a little bit preachier. The humour's really bad. There, there isn't a lot of it, but it, it's really bad uh the story is really small scale and it's almost like they're making something that they think is good for us rather than entertaining <clears throat> yeah you know the the slight environmental message of sort of um winding back technology the importance of people over technology um the yeah the importance of it's not about the the vast number it's about quality of life and all of these things, I feel preached at again. It, it feels like the worst of Star Trek that way. It isn't remotely the worst of Star Trek. I've seen far worse episodes and, and stuff than this represents. Do you, well, do, you think that, do you think that's a Rick Berman thing? I think it's a Michael Pillar thing. From everything Michael Pillar had to say about the, the process. And listening to the commentary with Franks talk, referring to certain lines and saying, that's Michael Pillar preaching um I, I it's difficult to say without being on the sort of inside of the process to be honest but
4: yeah because it's, it's it's interesting the way people look at star trek now specifically when um when the first reboot came out about what star trek is and what star trek means and and um what is the essence of star trek and how you get people that um Ooh. whether if it's Roddenberry or Berman and kind of mix those messages together yeah, and kind yeah. of how much of that is kind of what? where is the message from that? What is it? Is it a Roddenberry, is it a Berman or I don't know exactly how much pillar how much effect or how much um...
3: Well he put in a, a, a pure fountain of youth story and got it turfed mm. so there's no doubt Berman was involved, Stuart was involved, you know Brent Spiner there, it wasn't just him by any means I I find this film a little bit of an odd beast because it's very safety first and very brave at the same time in that it's small scale preachy, a really odd thing to put on the big screen but when you look at the previous film and how well it did by Star Trek standards to do an about like I said at the very outset to do an about face and do this is strangely it's it's interesting as well that he was one of the
4: the producers of Voyager. Who was Berman? Uh, Pillar. Um, was he okay? Yeah, one of one of the, one oh, of the creators. Um, so, uh, and you think about how what kind of effect Voyager had, and that kind of the kind of feel Voyager had as well, um, compared to TNG and Deep Space Nine. Um, well,
3: I mean, yeah, I mean, it got it got less courageous in what it was trying to do over time Mm. you know I, i i may be a next gen guy but deep space nine was the sort of apex of trying to do something different and brave yeah and the two series that followed it had nice concepts but settled into a nice easy safe rhythm and this film feels like to me the beginning of the end because six months after this was released or four or five months after this was released deep space nine finishes we are in about season, let me think. I think we're in about season four of Voyager by now. Yeah. We're a couple of years, about 18 months, two years away from Enterprise starting. This feels like the show just starting to get a little bit over the hill. Moving on. Well, uh... what <laughs> do we move on to? We move on to a load of, like, shitty action and done. That's the problem. The film is really thin. Uh, we've got the whole Briar Patch thing which is a reference I don't really get having never read Brer Rabbit but anyway Uh, but okay, something to do with a weird bit of space Uh, so there's this terrible action sequence that basically is just you know, Riker on a joystick and then you've got (laughs) Picard on uh, a ladder and Picard on a ladder and I don't care I don't give a shit, there's 600 of them and they're all a bit self-righteous anyway I care more than I did in generations, because, like I say, we've met them. But, uh, you know, it's like 600 of them.
2: Yeah, but Angie's uh, fit, though, isn't she?
3: She's fit, so that's probably... she <laughs> I do care. Well, just leave <laughs> her there. Move all the rest. No wonder Doc Ock needed eight arms to keep her happy. Uh, <laughs> um, you wouldn't want to be the man who followed Doc Ock, would you? Just, yeah. you just, know, I've only got two hours, so sorry. Uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, the the point is, the way they go about it is terrible because they're going to use some sort of scoop to take away the sort of rings of the planet. Um, they are going to remove them forcibly, well, without them even knowing to start with. But the basic argument that there is a planet there that could benefit billions and there's 600 people on it, I think, well, actually, there's a point there. I just don't understand why they've got to be moved. It's a planet, there's 600 people you know you could put also, them in a, you could put them in a fucking apartment <clears throat> block somewhere and also, <laughs> not many of them
4: yeah because he mentions as well about um, do, about take, taking it out of the rings as well doesn't he and said oh they've tried and tried so, but they haven't put Georgie LaForge on it have they the, the world the, the galaxy's greatest engineer
3: yeah I was going to say perhaps he can sort of get you know cop off with Leia Brahms again and then mm. figure it out together I don't know <laughs> Um, so I don't, the stakes are high because it's 600 people's lives, but it's 600 people we were introduced at the start of this film. We only really meet a couple of them. And the whole basis for us caring is Picard wants, basically fancies one of them. And Data is having some sick making play with one of the kids.
2: does Data always do that?
3: No, well, he left his emotion chip at home this time. <laughs> So no, he basically ripped his own head open and ripped this thing out. So now he wants to learn how to play.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's like a bit... real boy. Yeah, he and, was a and, and at real the boy, end, he said, he?
3: and at the end of it, the kid says to him, "A little bit of play every day." Yeah, that's how children talk. <laughs> Fucking homilies and m- morals. I just think like Picard could have come on her tits in Act One and we could have just gone home.
2: Also, on like not apart from you know uh, stretchy face himself. Isn't like yeah. the uh, the rest of the villains just kind of unthreatening and un- well, they're, they're just there. They're just, they, just, they they just like a load of extras from a Doctor Who episode. Like just like, just, yeah. oh, well, like well, you'll do like there's there's one that looks like kind of like they're made out of wood. Um, there's, there's only two people, two of them actually looks like stretchy. They've got the whole thing with the face with all stretch. So I I don't really get like it's not like. Are, are they kind of mercenary? They're not really, they're very sort of threatening at all, or intimidating. They just feel like almost like extras from a from another friendly vessel. It's just like I, I don't know. They're not very
3: well. Salieri's the only one we really we really bother with until Picard needs to sort of turn one near the end.
2: Yeah, and this uh, is and, all pretty lame. And, and even then, they just sort of beam them onto a onto a holodeck
3: yeah it's like what's the whole fight about if you could just beam them it's just like beam them and fuck off
2: that's it (laughs) Uh,
3: the only thing I did like is they went to ask why like Worf was there and got distracted so we never do find out (laughs) I quite like that I do like the well there's no good reason to be here so why pretend
1: it doesn't really go anywhere that section does it I don't think
3: does any of this film go anywhere (laughs) At the end, the 600 people get the whole planet to themselves, the selfish bastard. <laughs> and, uh, and Picard's got a booty call for whenever he bothers taking holiday. 318 days. How much leave are you allowed to carry over? Can you imagine that? And, and presumably that's, that's he, He's never Presum- taken a day off. Presumably that's working days as well. <clears throat> I wish I had so that, that much. Should, that's food. over a year. What?
1: Well, considering they're away for stretches at a time, aren't they? Kind of like I don't know, five-year missions and things like that. I don't know. So,
4: yeah, is that pro rata
1: Yeah. How was that calculated? How the the um, Starfleet HR arrived at that
3: figure? What you mean he can go part-time and take two years off? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm not being funny, at, uh, but but Picard's age eh? isn't that basically retirement? <laughs> yeah, he's going to retire soon.
3: <laughs> yeah, he just says I've got 318 days and I'm taking them. And she's it's like, fucking you. hell, you've just basically advertised that A, you're inviting yourself, and B, you're going to stay there for virtually the year. It's <laughs> just like,
2: I, make yourself I, I, home. I, I, I want a follow-up where we see Picard actually come back and find out that she's actually got a boyfriend now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like,
3: stay single, because I'll pop back at some point. I've always liked older women. <laughs> what a cringe-making line that was. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah Me too But I'm not fucking 58 <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I looked at the meaning of Briar Patch anyway
3: <laughs> Okay
1: I don't know Just you know For a bit of extra content While we're
3: While well, we're still to, draw, to find something to say About this fucking bore fest
1: <laughs> No it's, um, An intellectual or philosophical issue Abounding with seemingly unresolvable problems Or theoretical Quandary or impasse or in terms of Brer Rabbit, it's obviously, I think he was, like, born and raised there. And so, a story with um, him and Brer Fox, obviously, you know, this tar baby, and basically he's kind of got, like, two paws in the tar, and he's, um, Fox is kind of like, hmm, you know, I spied dinner. And he's like, oh, don't throw me in the briar patch. And basically, you know, obviously it's where he was born and raised, so he knows it. It's like, well, okay, trying to trick his enemy into throwing somewhere where it's, you know, easily escapable. So, but maybe that's what it relates to, is like, an area that's kind of quite difficult and you know, not, not easily Easily inescapable. So a in
3: quite way, so. difficult patch.
1: Quite a difficult patch, yes. The rough patch.
4: This um, is
3: basically
1: Wrath of Khan over again, isn't it? it
3: is, yeah, Wrath of Khan 2.0 or something like that. Well, yeah, as I say, ne- I, I'm not going to do because never- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is
1: the proper Next 2.0. Week they are literally,
3: Karn. effectively, kind of trying to remake the Wrath of Khan. Do you know, I'm kind of done talking about this film. I don't know that I've got anything else I can say well, about it.
2: There's nothing more to say because once you know the thingy blows up, it's literally they, they take him down back to the planet. Go right, see you later, and then like credits. They literally is like, so uh... yeah. Any yeah, they uh, all
3: have they all have a little grin at Data, uh, led by Troy. Obviously, she's she's grinner in chief when it comes <laughs> to like data humor.
2: Oh, Data!
3: And then they go back to the ship. Picard takes the afternoon off and knocks one out.
2: to some classical music of course and then he realises
3: how much further he's shooting it with the regenerative (laughs) effects of the panic fucking shot all over the aluminum windows with that in mind do you have any more fun facts to tell (laughs) us about Becca
1: I do (laughs) (coughs) oh dear so fun facts Um, you know talking about other people who nearly ended up being Raffo or Rufio whatever he's called um Schwarzenegger was first off the role. Arnold
3: Schwarzenegger.
1: Arnie.
2: So, yeah, I, I in read. A stretched I, face. I, 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 I could see that at all. I I I read that on IMDb, and it it even though I think that would make the film so much better. Oh, it, really it, did, really it really It's having Arnie as a of villain. of course. Um, but th- th- like that that is kind of like uh, the so common in, in the uh, trivia page. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger was off of the part of da da da, you know. It's almost like the Willem scream of the, of the IMDb trivia. <laughs> yeah. it, it's
0: like
2: it's like every other film seems like, well, oh, so, oh, so what's name was, was considered for the lead in in this film? In oh, so. random film?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and also and the role of Ange and <laughs> it would have been Sally Field. I had done him if he said no. No, I
3: think. So that's right interesting way. as I think well. Went, yeah, I think they went the right way there.
1: Fun fact: I don't
3: Sally Field.
1: Not even I'm a little fire. Not even a
4: little bit, no. I used to fancy her in smoking the bandit. Yeah, no, that's was twenty obviously, years. That was, obviously that was years a long, this. Obviously that was a long time ago, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah most guys probably did, didn't they? I don't know.
3: I uh, didn't tell us. If you were a guy in the seventies <laughs> <laughs> you want to bang Sally Field?
1: <laughs> Email us at <laughs> <laughs> Just so you can
3: spot them easy, uh, do title your emails. I wanted to bang (laughs) Santa.
1: Expect us to talk at gmail.com
3: Yeah.
1: So yeah, apparently, um, yeah, Patrick Stewart also wanted Brian Blessed to play. He wanted to bang Brian (laughs) Blessed.
0: Brian (laughs)
3: Blessed. The trouble is, if you're banging Brian Blessed, it's probably quite difficult to keep it quiet. No, that's
2: shit
3: I imagine he makes (laughs)
2: all his lines. Bloody marvellous.
3: (laughs)
1: <laughs> that <would> you, out <laughs> but no I didn't know this apparently um, die. yeah like that <laughs> but no he's like a trained cosmonaut and everything he's done over eight, 800 hours of uh, not training in Russia um, well Brian and... Blessy does yeah Yeah, I, I didn't know this I, I think that's incredible and apparently there's a the thing about obviously Z80 and he's kind of that
3: yeah, I was going to say, when does he ever get time to sort of shout one up?
1: Between climbing Everest and you know doing lots of other expeditions, um, yeah, he's like a trained cosmonaut. Um, and I, I don't know if he has done it yet, but he was saying that when he turns 80, he's going to go. He's like on the you know number one civilian to travel to the International Space Station. I don't know if he's done it yet, um, but no, I think that's quite a fun fact. I think that's very interesting. Good old Brian, we like him. Um, Obviously, we spoke earlier about the effects on this film. Obviously, they weren't done by ILM because they were too busy working on Deep Impact and *Phantom Menace*. Yes. And so they got
3: Class know. Two B from Lipscomb Vale Primary School. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> class Two B. Oh dear. i wonder, considering there's no model work in this film. It looks okay, but it's very kind of video gamey, cartoonish.
3: It doesn't look okay. That's the point. It's not ready. Average. Average. It, it's not ready. I mean, if you go and watch the. Um, It was done on the TV budget, so forgive it. But if you go and watch the um, remastered original series episodes, I actually quite like the new effects, but they're clearly done on the TV budget. There's not much sort of reflection in the ship, and not only that, it's a lot greyer. When you watch the original Enterprise, it wasn't that fucking grey. And I feel that that's the case here. It it just doesn't... It's not ready. It, It kind of is by the time they get to Nemesis.
1: No, it just looks a bit... But I'm um, looking forward to Nemesis. Anyway, a final fun fact of the day. Um, apparently this is the first track film to be released on DVD outside the US. Um, obviously First Contact came out. Um, was it released first? But it was like Region 1. Um, Insurrection was released on Region 1 DVD in May 1999. And Region 2 um, was June 2000. And then Region 4 in April 2001. So that's my five fun facts.
3: That was genuinely way more entertaining than the film.
1: <laughs> well, I don't want to buy oh, blessed, that's fascinating. I think that's amazing.
2: Apparently, according to uh IMDb trivia, uh Patrick Stewart said uh, if he was uh, Picard, uh he would have made uh the you leave the planet. So No <laughs> What? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god I, That's what says. that's what it says in IMDb, anyway.
3: Oh god Why do hear that after so, where he, where he where he asks the question on his radio show, what happens after death? And, so, and he reads out one where someone, like, writes in to say, you know, he's, he's got four children and he's married and he believes nothing. And I'm thinking, <laughs> that is a completely unromantic answer to give in an interview. It just is. It's just like, what would you do? Fuck them. <laughs> I think he's right, though, to be fair. <laughs> It's
2: kind of telling, isn't it? It's
3: like... Except the bilf, obviously. You wouldn't want her to suddenly be 300 years but old.
2: Well, you just you just, like, just go out go. Fine, You can live in that little village and we'll just like, move to the other side of the planet. We'll just have like a... I'm not a risking
3: pla- taking you off the planet. I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night and you are Thora Heard. I'll, I'll oh. visit you. again, all right. And again, if you're, write in if you wanted to bang Sally Field. If you did bang Thora Heard, please write in and put in the subject title I banged Thora Heard.
1: <laughs> Hello, love. She's going up a sterling.
3: I I like, that's quite erotic, though, because you won't get tired on the way to bed. (laughs) I like the fact I'll arrive in the bedroom fresh and ready to go. (laughs) She could sit on my lap on the stairlift on the way up. Oh, dear. (laughs) You'll probably have a little bit of a cheeky fondle on the way. (laughs) And also, you know, that pillow talk afterwards where I can find out what compo was like. (laughs) <laughs> apparently Wilfred
2: Brimley and Gene Hatman were both asked to play v- Vice Admiral Doherty uh,
3: Wilfred Brimley <laughs> Brimley yes
1: he of the diabetes advert well yeah. yeah the
3: one who says we can get them down there and cure their diabetes <laughs> sadly
1: that's what he's known for isn't it that's a bit sad well
3: he was in that, that thing with Shannon Doherty years ago that R House TV show
1: yes of course he was
3: which was crap. That's and cocoon. Don't forget cocoon. Co- again, you know. And the uh, thing. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, yeah, I was just about to say. We've named the two classics, but he also <laughs> slumped it in the thing. <laughs> and
4: uh, Ewoks: The Battle for Endor. <laughs>
1: I've never seen that. We must
2: watch. And no, we're not. No, covered. no, no. You don't. You don't. It... No. They not. are awful.
1: After, after listening to now playing, I was like, thank you. You've, you've seen point, it for me. You. Thank you very much. you
3: bother listening to those episodes. What's the fucking point?
1: You've got somebody, it's the same you know, if my Abraham, it's like, you got uh, the skill and, like, the, you know, the stature of him. And it's like, you don't spend enough screen time. It's like having, I don't know, it's like watching, oh, you know, like, like Gene Hackman. You, but there's it's nothing
3: like, what's the you point? can do with this. I mean, you can, no, you like, can give him more screen me. time, but all, all you're going to have is more of something we don't care about. Well, to be honest, it's not as if Gene Hackman's really acting these days. Well, he's not acting at all. He's retired. Exactly, yeah. He's writing books, actually. Yeah. And I think he's writing... I think he might actually be writing crime books or something like that. Oh, really? Basically, he went... It, he was interviewed as to why he doesn't act anymore, and he said that he he went to the doctor um, for a physical and got a very bad sort of prognosis about his heart so he was talk, so told of, to
1: retire for health yeah, and that was
3: about 12 years ago or so i mean he's still alive as i don't want to speak too soon in 2016 2016, <laughs> this gene Hackman is still alive um uh, so it wasn't that his life was in immediate danger but it was a little bit like you might want to think about scaling back and he quit acting but in the last few years i i saw a lot of stories about him being extremely tough to work with whether that was him losing interest or not, I don't know. But a well, lot of people reported having having a tough time with I, him. I, I
2: imagine Gene Hackman being quite intimidating on set, like as, yeah. as, as, as a presence. You know, I mean, I don't know what, what, what he's like personally, but like I mean,
3: Christ, can you can you imagine Gene Hackman and Brian
2: Blessed? <laughs> <laughs> now, there, now, there, now there's a buddy cop film
3: I want to see. Yeah,
1: that's what many you want to see. Yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. Films that were never made, number one.
3: You wouldn't need the loud halo, would you?
1: you <laughs> wouldn't. <wooden.
0: Just>, please! <laughs> You'd have to shout everything!
2: Stop <laughs> all of it. <laughs>
1: Let's try and write to them and see what happens. Dear yeah, Mr. Blessed. Just, just,
2: just the idea of, like, brown breast acting discreetly. Dear yeah, Mr. Hackman.
1: Just a suggestion we had. Would you
2: pass the salt? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. uh, uh okay, well. oh
3: okay oh we gotta do some final thoughts on this masterpiece
2: <laughs> i think I think it's great i think I think it's better than the Raffa card <gasps>
3: Becca you're always so shocked it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter what it is you know
1: cho in take a breath
2: <gasps> I was gonna say yeah, I think it's really? better yeah, I, I I I think it's better than the Raffa Khan if it, it was such Spock. Do you know how
3: I've, I've got Dumber watching this film because <laughs> I struggled to follow that. And it wasn't that difficult. I'm just going. Possibly, <laughs> I don't know. And this film's really really fucking boring. And. I, I I just prefer to feel something more about a film than this. I'd rather love it or hate it and tear it apart. For the most part, with this, I was really really bored.
2: So you're going to say you're going to enjoy Into Darkness more than this?
3: I don't think it's going to rank below Into Darkness. I don't think it's. A, a, I don't think there's fundamentally that much wrong or right with it. It's just there. I don't understand why you know at some point 60 million dollars nearly got spent on this you know that that's that's money being transferred to like from bank accounts to bank account all in service of this it's like why it's
4: not very good it's all right i enjoy it when i
3: watch it
4: (coughs) um i don't watch it often um yeah this it's not really kind of because it's, it's so kind of small in stature and ambition and everything um, that there's nothing to get angry about. There's nothing to get excited about either. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's, it should be called Star Trek contract fulfilment. Um, I think it's kind of interesting. What's interesting about the film is, is potentially the, uh, the role Patrick Stewart had in it and whether or not that was a good thing or a bad thing. In terms of his script vetting and his producing and all that kind of thing, and an, and an idea of, of the clout that the uh, so certain cast members got um, as the films went on and on. But you can see that kind of this is kind of draining the life out of Star Trek, really. And it's all at this point as well Deep Space Nine is finishing, so you've got this and you've got Voyager. And kind of with Enterprise, it's kind of all just, just kind of draining the life out of it, really.
3: It just go away for a while. <clears throat> I love Star Trek, but and at then, this point, it's been on air in one form or another for, a while at this point, it's coming up on about 12 years and it's starting to show it.
4: Yeah. And it's like, well, just
0: Have a break. die
4: through it.
3: Yeah. Um, Still. They go away for four years and have a think about it. So when they come back, it's fresh and tremendous,
2: or oh, well written.
3: Uh, well, it's a John Logan script next time.
2: It's got Tom Hardy too. Yep. Ron Perlman.
3: Yeah. All the good people. S- Stuart Baird. Yeah, and the one of the best editors in Hollywood, not editing. Absol-
0: yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <Casino laughs> Royale. Yeah. It, a it, one,
3: yeah. basically they've gone. You know, Jerry Goldsmith can direct, and you know, fucking Martin Scorsese can write the score. <laughs> 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 There's really talented people. They're doing the wrong fucking job. Not in the wrong order.
1: Not in the right order.
3: Yeah, Stuart Baird is not a director, and he proves it uh, in Spades next time. Did you do, did you do U.S. Marshals as well? He Was did him? U.S. Marshals as well. Yeah. is sort of serviceable enough.
1: Is that the Fugitive sequel? It's,
3: yeah. yeah, it's kind of. Wasn't yeah.
1: for ages. Isn't it? It's
3: okay. What, What the Fugitive? Or...
1: No, the, the US Marshal sort of thing, because I'm obsessed with the Fugitive. I'm generally obsessed with Harrison Ford, generally.
3: I was going to say, the people who must have said, you yep, he's not in US Marshals. No. <laughs> I wasn't in Fugitive, though. I love watching Ewoks battle for Endor because I love Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> he's not in it, but it's the same <laughs> Better
4: that than Attack of the Clones.
3: Oh, Jesus. Oh, one day I will monster that. It's
1: coming soon. I can feel it.
3: Oh, I'm gonna monster that film. Do we we
2: all agree that Attack of the Clones is actually worse than Phantom Menace? Yeah,
3: absolutely. It comfortably, it's not even fucking close. (laughs) Yeah, Attack of the Clones is utterly, utterly abysmal and without merit.
1: Do you know something we haven't done during this
3: podcast? No, we haven't talked about Eddie Murphy. There's been quite a lot of podcasts we haven't. I don't remember mentioning during your and the <laughs> talks, for example. No, you? Like, if, was a, if was a bad and film, then
1: he you know. We tend Japan, to...
3: by the way, Eddie Murphy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we tend to kind of discuss his career, and it's like, oh, we haven't done that so far. Yeah, well,
3: where anyway. no, was Eddie Murphy's career this time? Was yeah, there's no relevance time. here. Uh, the, hey, He was months away from Bowfinger.
2: <laughs> yeah, this Good would job. have been Naughty um, Professor would not it? This would have been just after. Naughty, Naughty professor two.
3: Was yeah. Thousand, I think. So this yeah. would have been the yeah, like, like
2: 90, 90, 000. 000. Yeah, the year. Yeah, the year after Naughty professor. Um, uh, so maybe Doctor Doolittle. Maybe. How, how? has
4: has, has anyone star ever so quickly pissed away so all far. their goodwill?
2: I, it's funny. I think the Naughty professor was that point where because I do I do like the first Naughty professor film. I, I think it's, it's probably his last good comedy. Maybe Bowfinger. I've not watched it in a while, but that I think. But it starts to go downhill from there. I'm um, really liking
4: Bowfinger. Yeah. Steve Martin as well have been in a lot of
3: shit, and then he was in <coughs> Bowfinger, and they followed it up with um, not much. Yeah, they
4: haven't much done since. <laughs> house.
2: I mean, yeah, just you just stop caring? I think you just stop like being funny.
3: Okay, well, I'm done to be honest with you. You can find the yeah. at the Pasty Kid 1976 <laughs> on Twitter for more top fucking entertaining banter. Uh,
2: you can find me at uh, Central on Twitter, and uh, you can find the the podcast as well. The other podcast that I host on my website Centralco uh, uh,
4: You can find me at Films on Wax um, on Twitter, and you can. Go to our website which is filmsonwax dot um the You
1: can follow us on Twitter at Expect us to talk. You can like our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash expected to talk. And we're also on YouTube. I the same youtube.com slash expected to talk.
3: Becca, what what are we doing next time?
1: Do you expect
0: to talk? We'll return with Star Trek, Nemesis.